Hello, um, it's so good to be with you today on this beautiful day. Hopefully it's still beautiful by Sunday. Um, my name is uh, Lois and I'm on staff here at KXE. And today we are going to be continuing on in our series on the face of God. So when I was beginning to think about what to speak on today, it actually got me thinking about a time in my life um, when I was um, actually grieving and um, I was asking the question essentially, um, God, where are you? God, who are you? And this story, the story that I'm going to speak on today, um, really felt like an anchor in that time because all the circumstances had me kind of questioning and wondering about who God was um, because I was in so much pain. Um, but this story was like there for me in black and white to see who God is in the face of Jesus. And we at the moment are facing um, some pretty crazy times. Um, and so it's so good to be able to turn to God's word and see who God is in black and white in the face of Jesus. So we are going to be looking today at the story um, of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. Sorry, that is a bit of a spoiler for anybody who doesn't know the story. But the uh, journey of getting to that point is really worth looking at. Um, so if you have a Bible, you might want to turn to John chapter 11. We're going to be skipping through it um, for sort of to various places, um, but we are going to be referencing the Bible as well. So good to have it in front of you. So as a little summary to um, the story, to where we're going to pick it up from. Lazarus has died um, and we know that him and his two sisters Mary and Martha are close friends of Jesus. It tells us that Jesus loved them. So when Lazarus is ill his two sisters send word to Jesus that he's unwell and Jesus um, actually delays a couple of days um, but then finally turns to his disciples and says we are going to go to where Lazarus was. Now, this was actually quite a dangerous thing for him to be doing. Um, and it actually posed um, a, a level of risk in him going. And so his disciples are trying to encourage him not to go, um, kind of saying, you know, last time you were there, they tried to stone you. Um, but Jesus is resolute that he's going to go. So um, they all go with him. Um, Thomas is fearing the worst saying to Jesus, do you know what, Let, saying to the disciples, let's go, we might as well die with him. And that's kind of where we are going to pick up from. So looking at verse 20 to verse 27. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him. But Mary stayed home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the son of God, who is to come into the world. 
So sort of zooming in on this interaction between Jesus and Martha, the first thing that is recorded as coming out of Martha's mouth is this real heartfelt statement where she says, if you'd been here, my brother wouldn't have died. It feels like she's asking the question, Jesus, where were you? We needed you, where were you? And things would have been different if you'd been here. She doesn't give him like this nice sugar-coated response. She doesn't hide her disappointment from him. And I personally find this so encouraging because I think sometimes in times of crisis, when things are difficult, it can be easy, it can be tempting to actually hide the realities of what we're feeling from God. We can think that actually we have to give him the right response. We can't kind of lay it all out there. But Martha doesn't do that. We see her being totally honest in a way that you only can be with a friend. And what she's met with is Jesus willing to have this real conversation with her. He doesn't tell her off. He isn't offended by the truth of what she's feeling in that moment. And that's kind of a principle we don't just see here. Throughout the Bible, we see people asking these really big questions of God. And you see it particularly in the Psalms. Just as an example, in Psalm 10, um, starts by saying, Why, Lord, do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? Psalm 89 has a statement, Where is your steadfast love? Where is it? And here, what we see in this passage is Jesus not shutting this down. And in the moment, he's kind of ready to step in with this wrestle that she's having, wrestle with these questions. And even more than that, he's pointing her to what he's going to do. He's in the dialogue with her. How encouraging is that, that in the midst of our pain, we don't have to fake it with Jesus. We have a God who's unoffended by our pain and is actually ready to reveal more of himself if we are ready in those moments to jump in to the wrestle and ask him those real questions. So moving on from kind of Jesus's interaction with Martha, we see Mary and some others enter the picture. So we're going to pick up from verse 32. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who'd come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind have kept this man from dying? Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. And again, we see Mary actually asking the same question of Jesus. And there are some elements of mystery in this passage and there are all kinds of perspectives on, um, you know, Jesus weeping. But what I think you cannot get away from in these very few verses is the depth of what Jesus is feeling and how moved he is by seeing Mary weeping and everyone else weeping. 
Verse 33 says, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Verse 35, Jesus wept. Verse 38, Jesus once more deeply moved came to the tomb. We cannot get away from the fact that Jesus was moved. And what we see displayed is Jesus not being indifferent to what is going on. He's not indifferent to our pain. And even though he'd gone there with the intention of raising Lazarus, we see that at the beginning of the passage of waking Lazarus up, he still moved. He's present with us in the midst of all that is going on, even though he knows how things are going to end up. And um, finally, moving on from that point, we come to the crucial moment of the story. So picking up again from verse 41. So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he said this, Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped in strips of linen and a cloth around his face. And Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Jesus does the absolute impossible here in bringing Lazarus back to life. And again, what we see in God's face through this story is that there is always hope. He always offers us hope for the impossible, even when all the circumstances are pointing the other way, when the circumstances are actually frankly looking dire. And the reality of this story is that for Mary and for Martha and for Lazarus, they did have their prayer answered in that moment, in the immediate. And you might be listening to this today thinking, actually, um, for me, I'm still in the thick of it and my prayer hasn't yet been answered. But what I'd encourage you to remember is that actually when they called out to Jesus back at the beginning of the story, they didn't know that this was how things were going to turn out and that Jesus was at work even though he wasn't there present in the way that they wanted him to be and that should give us hope. And this story um, actually feels like a little preview of the ultimate resurrection story which is the story of Jesus's resurrection which again displays to us that in the midst of crisis there is always hope because we serve a God who can do the impossible. And even when things seem frankly out of control and the circumstances may have us questioning, what is going on? What is God doing? Where are you? God is still at work. When Jesus was dying on the cross and it seemed like all hope was lost, there was an inconceivable future around the corner, the resurrected Jesus. And in this story, we see this beautiful picture of our God who is willing to put himself in harm's way in order to save his friend Lazarus, who was filled with compassion, deeply moved, present in the suffering of his friends, who was totally unoffended by their disappointment and pain, and who was ready to reveal more of himself in those moments. 
And that is the God that we served today. He's with us in the midst of our suffering and he's unoffended by the realities of what we're feeling. We can be free in dialoguing with him, being honest with him, asking him those questions. He's the God who was willing to put himself in harm's way, to go to the cross in order to die, in order to see us set free and live the life that he intended for us. He's the God who is always, always at work in all circumstances.